0: this is off the rock on the record a podcast by obsidian public relations this season we're talking about learning and we're interviewing several pr professionals at various stages in their career about the learning process that has made them the professional they are today regardless of your industry these professionals share insights that will help you become a better employee at your company so we hope you'll stay tuned and listen in for this season of off the rock on the record Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Off the Rock, On the Record. I'm Taylor Jolly, and I'm joined by two very special guests with us. Um, If you've been listening to this series, we've been talking about education pretty much from the start, everything from PR students through internships, professional experience at different levels. And so it, it is perfectly fitting that we wrap this series with PR educators themselves. So I'm joined by two highly trained and qualified professionals in the field, and I'm going to let them introduce
1: themselves. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Erin Willis and I'm an Associate Professor in the Department of Advertising, Public Relations and Media Design at the University of Colorado Boulder.
2: Hi, I'm Dr. Melissa Janoski-McLean. I am an Associate Professor in the Department of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Memphis.
0: Well, thank you both so much for carving busy time out of what I'm sure is final exam season you know, presenting thesis season. It's its a really busy time. And so I appreciate you taking taking this opportunity to join
2: me. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah.
0: So to set the stage for this conversation, if you're listening in the far off future, we're recording this in April of 2021. So we are one year and one month into a global pandemic, which I can say as a PR professional working in the field has made Everything different in terms of what I'm doing on a daily basis and not just working from home, but the types of pieces that I'm writing, the materials I'm producing, it has changed dramatically. And that is part of the nature of public relations is depending on the client or company that you work for, the industry that you work within, your current media environment, what's happening on social media, what you do on a daily basis changes and evolves in a way that something like physics and math and science do either much more slowly or don't do it all. And so what I wanted to talk with y'all about today is how as educators, you adapt what you teach in the classroom to the ever evolving world around us and industry. So to start, um, Melissa, I would love to hear you talk about the way that you've incorporated what's going on in the world in terms of online education, the pandemic, societal shifts, political chaos, into the curriculum that you teach every day?
2: Sure. One, I think I have it pretty easy in that uh, I teach a lot of social media and crisis-based classes. So there is pretty much always something going on there and my students love to show up um, and talk about it and say, I saw this thing on Twitter this morning, or I got this, um, I saw this TikTok video and I like, what do you think, Dr. J, right? Like they love to come in and talk about it. So that's pretty easy. And I tend to try and leave a few minutes at the start of every class, just to be like, what's going on in the world? How can we relate it to the somewhat drier topics that exist in your textbook? Um, The other thing, and this is something uh, that I'm personally really interested in is that we are debuting a new class at Memphis in the fall called PR Ethics and Advocacy. And we're gonna focus on like PR's role in things like social justice and social movements. And what does it mean for a PR professional to help an organization be an advocate for an issue? How do you do that ethically? What is PR's role at like ethically in a situation, right? And so we're I'm hoping to bring in a lot of um, stuff like Black Lives Matter is gonna be, I think, really interesting to delve into, I think, You know, how does your organization respond to the pandemic? And there are lots of other ways that you could think about that, but I think it's gonna be really interesting to bring some of those issues into the classroom and to get students to think about, oh my gosh, like if this was my job, how would I help guide my company to talking about it in a useful way?
0: I think that's an incredible curriculum addition because it's it's something that I did not anticipate ever needing when I was in college. And of course I was an idealistic 21 year old (laughs) who was like, I'm going to write a press release about this new body wash that's coming out. And then I got into the field and I represent nonprofits who serve communities who are very entrenched in these issues as we all should be. And as we all have become. And, um, they call me and say, what do I need to say about this protest? What do I need to say about this bill that just passed the house? And you have to be able to, assess in the moment not only how you personally feel but how your client fits within this space how it will impact their constituents and then what your role is or is not in speaking to that issue what is your expertise and it's all of these things that you never realized that you right. were going to have to consider and then you have to take that and put it into three sentences and and how you do that is 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 a challenge so it's the
2: fun part and then uh, and then how do you follow up on it Right, Like how do you put it in that press release and then actually make sure that the actions of your people or your organization or or your whomever are actually doing things to support those three sentences that you wrote. Um, And so I think that's gonna be an interesting piece too is that comparison and contrast of like, okay, who's talking, who's acting, who's managing to do both. What does that look like? And Melissa,
0: I think you can share this in your teaching Um, one of the things that I have come to say most often to my clients is I cannot say that if you will not do that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can't. And I'm, I'm at a position where I'm an advisory role. I work for a firm, so I'm not in-house. I cannot control an organization's operations or the decisions that they make, but I can't say we're going to do X, Y, Z, unless you can show me, I have a plan in place to do X, Y, Z. Um, and so how you balance that in the professional confidence that you have to have to say, you know, I'm a young professional and now I'm saying to the CEO of my client who pays our bills, I'm not going to say
2: that if you're not
0: going to do it. And that's a challenge.
2: Right. But those constituents are going to pay attention. And if you don't do it, then you're going to find that then, then you're in a crisis. Right. So we're just going to move from one class yes. to the next. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: Well, and following up on that, right, we're seeing um, more employees wanting organizations to get involved in social issues and expecting them to take a stand. And I think the Edelman Trust Barometer just recently has that number up to the 52 to 55%. And I'm, you know, guaranteeing that's only going to climb as we move forward. And so I think it's very important for students to understand how these current events are shaping public relations and, you know, the messages practitioners are sending. Absolutely. And that really
0: leads into something that I wanted to ask y'all about as people who are reading research within our field and understanding what's on the rise. As you're developing courses and as you're tweaking what you have been teaching, what trends, are on the rise in terms of public relations education?
1: So something we've noticed uh, is digital storytelling, right? More reporters are expecting it, more um, websites want it. And so digital storytelling and storytelling just generally, um, uh, we added a digital storytelling class to our curriculum, but then also a strategy and implementation class. And we did that partly because Um, you know, students are always so quick to jump to the tactics and the fun part or as they perceive the fun part of doing. Uh, And so it's sometimes hard for them uh, to pull back off those tactics uh, and thinking about research and how that really does shape what we do. Um, But then also just like we were talking about, you know, being aware of the day-to-day and having a pulse on society and what's appropriate. Um, But then also, I think right now it's a hard time to look ahead and forecast society or the world (laughs) in general. Um, But as far as even PR, right, we're seeing um, trends like with this TikTok clubhouse. I don't know if you all joined that. I did. I'm not sure what I think about it yet. But um, these new tools and niche audiences, um, in some ways I tell students is great for PR, right, new opportunities, new jobs but I also think this presents so many challenges to um, companies and brands and and even we're seeing the splintering of of Americans every day. So um, all of this is pertinent to how we teach and what we teach. And
0: you know, Erin, I think that's a really great point. And one thing that I would assume is really challenging for educators in the field is you're tasked with educating students on PR broadly, not knowing How many of your students will end up working for a firm, will end up working in-house for a company, will work in a communications role for a nonprofit, which is really grant writing, social media management, doing the annual report and graphic design. And so you're trying to predict trends in the overall industry when in reality, what's going to impact students and what trends they'll need to follow are going to be widely dependent upon their future career path. And so how do you overcome and work through those challenges of creating something that's broad enough to be educational and to be universally helpful, but can be appri- applied more narrowly as they move into a more professional space.
2: I mean, I think you have to do a little bit of both, right? Like you have to, so like Aaron was saying, like they love to run to the tactics, like, because it is like, that's the fun part, right? Um, but you have to get them to think about the research. You have to get them to think about um, why they're doing something, and, and so I get students a lot who get so excited and they're like, well, we have to be on TikTok and we have to be on Snapchat and we have to be on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> and we should probably also do like be on Instagram and like have a podcast. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You probably don't need to do all of that. Like, let's go back. Let's think about like, who are we actually trying to reach? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like where do they live? and then try to help them narrow that. Um, and so that I think is a skill that like no matter what the next platform is getting them to think about, okay, who am I trying to reach? What do I know about them? Where do they live? Then I need to go there. That hopefully will transfer to whatever it is that they're doing in the future. And I love what Aaron said about digital storytelling, right? We're also trying to, get our students a little bit more well-versed in doing some basic graphic design. Mm -hmm. Um, They have the option to take like a web publishing class. They have the option to do um, photography and a little bit of, we have a podcasting class, right? And so if they are really pulled in one direction, we're trying to be able to give them some of those skills. And then hopefully that makes them a more well-rounded person uh, and potential employee in whatever area they go to.
0: And Melissa, I'm, I'm chuckling to myself because we see that when we bring interns in, they want to, you know, create a TikTok for our nonprofit that serves senior citizens. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, we don't, you know, we don't need to hit the woe for for these, this <laughs> audience. It's not, it's nope. not going to work. Um, nope. But when adding all of these platforms starts to add to your to-do list, you quickly yep. learn to say, let's take a step back and analyze what's realistic and what makes sense within, who we are as a company what we're trying to say and who we're speaking to right. so public relations is not all sunshine and roses and PR education I think in my opinion is one of the more challenging liberal arts curriculums just because you really have to be a well-rounded multi-faceted student you've got to be able like you said to consider how you can tell a story visually through graphic design or website content, but you are also have to be a a strong writer and you have to be well-versed in news consumption and media, um, understanding how media works. And so I wanted to ask you in terms of the students that you're seeing in your classrooms today, what challenges are they facing and how are you helping them overcome those?
1: The global pandemic has really turned students uh, upside down, I would say, um, I work a lot with freshman students and um CU had some in-person classes this semester. And so we brought students back to campus, and many other universities did, and, and as we saw in the news, right? This was challenging because of COVID. And so for, for my students, I think in the last year, the biggest challenge for them is, is motivation, self-motivation, and then also mental health issues, right? We are seeing Uh, increase in young people's depression, anxiety, uh, all of these things. And uh, you know, addressing that, especially over Zoom, right? You've heard the term Zoom University. It's hard to connect with people, right? If I teach a big lecture. So, um, you know, if there's 300 students in the room and these are freshmen, right? They don't just uh, feel good about engaging with strangers. And as much as I try, it's really difficult to um, connect with them in the way that I would in the classroom. And I offer them extra credit, right, to bribe freshmen to come to office hours, mostly because I'm not scary. You know, part of college is professors and what we have to offer. And, and few students realize that early in college, they figure it out later. But you know, I want students to feel good about coming to me with their, any problem, right, that I can help them with. And and CU offers so many resources for mental health and for some of these challenges. But I still fear, you know, for um, just the future, right? We still have to rebound from the pandemic. The job market is starting to rebound, we're seeing, which is great. But Um, we still have a lot of work to do in supporting young people, not just young people, but um, you know, people experiencing challenges with mental health. And right now during a pandemic, it's the numbers are up. We know what's going on and it's amongst all age groups, right? Not just um, young people. So I think it's important that we know that. And, and sometimes my students, you know, they laugh because is the real world really going to be flexible for them and and we talk about this a lot because i'm flexible right when something happens but um just society we have a lot of conversations to have about this issue
2: i um i'm going to co-sign everything that aaron just said and say yes i think that is all super important um i'm going to take us in a slightly different direction and say we also try to work with our students on professionalism. Um, and I think that is a thing that might hold them back that they don't know holds them back. I can't tell you the number of emails I get that just start with, hey. And then it's just like one like stream of consciousness paragraph that I'm like, hey, what, what are you trying to ask me right here? Right? Um, and we talk a lot about like, okay, if you're going to go on a Zoom interview, like, which is what some of them are, you know, our graduating students have been doing lately or trying to get internships. Like, what do you have to think about in terms of like, what's in your background, right? Like making sure, okay, fine. If you want to wear sweatpants on the bottom, do what you got to do. But like from, from like the, you know, elbows up, like let's make sure that we look professional. It's a lot of, you um, helping them figure out networking and what that looks like and how do you present yourself? How do you create sort of that like elevator spiel of like 15 seconds of like, here's who I am and what I wanna do. And some of that, I think um, they just need a little push towards professionalism and towards uh, polishing. Like not that I want them all to be like robots Right. But like show some personality, but also put your best foot forward. And how do you, how do you do that in a way that involves not starting your emails with yo.
0: (laughs) And I think this really ties into something I would love to talk about with y'all and the next topic. But I think one thing that is so hard is with PR students, you have a lot of students with big personalities. You have students that are unafraid to stand up in front of a classroom and, and give a speech. And so you have this really not always easygoing, but these you know really fun, excitable personalities. And so they're you're trying to find yourself personally, Aaron, like you were talking about, like, who am I as an adult you're trying to find yourself professionally? You're breaking into a new career. And so I can imagine trying to find that professional polish is, is challenging. Um, but I think internships in my experience are one really good way to do that. So I wanted to ask y'all, do you see when your students, maybe you had them in a spring semester, they do a summer internship and they come back in the fall. Do you see the impact that PR internships have on students and their performance in the classroom and their professionalism?
1: Major Lee, I, uh, refer to this as meat on the resume. Um, can't do enough internships. Right. And so I love to see Students doing them, I think, um, you know, sometimes students don't believe what I say, but when a professional comes into the room and says the exact same thing, they're like, oh, really? Wow, yes. And it's so funny. But I think they need the experience of going to the office, seeing what um, working in in house or agency looks like. I think they, I think it is kind of weird we ask um, young people right 18 to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life and so students need to experience um, just different opportunities and what that looks like Uh, we talk about it in the classroom but I think putting it into action is really different um, because it gives them the confidence then when they return after the internship to say I know what I'm doing and I understand the profession and the material I'm learning in the
2: classroom.
1: So I'm a huge believer uh, in internships.
2: Again, in the wonderful position of co signing everything that Erin says, she made me laugh really hard when she was like, they don't believe it when I say it, but if I can get like a guest speaker in here to say the exact same thing, then they're like, their minds are blown. They're like, wow, I've never thought of that. I'm like, y'all, I've been saying this for six weeks, but Okay. (laughs) Uh, It's great. Um, So I'll do that with guest speakers, right? Um, And even, you know, it's not quite the same trying to get a guest speaker over Zoom, but it's better than nothing. And getting them, you know, to think about how do you ask somebody a good question, right? Like how, you know, if they're offering like business cards at the end, like go up and introduce yourself, take a business card, and then follow up with an email, um, and I will I, I notice that my students that have had internships or have had some sort of experience are much more comfortable doing that. They don't get that like scared deer in the headlights look when I ask them to do those sorts of things. They come back into the class um, and they they bring examples and they'll be like, hey, I did this in my internship and it worked this way. How does that you know, and then we can talk about how that relates to what we're talking about in class. So I love it, especially if you can get a mix in a class of people who have and people who haven't so that everybody can kind of see what everybody else's experience was. And then the ones who haven't had an internship yet can get kind of pumped for it. Um, so yes, I think there is there is an increase in sort of that professional polish and uh, you know it's good for everybody, they should do it.
0: My personal experience, both as a long time ago PR intern and as somebody who oversees interns at our firm, ties back to what you both were talking about when you were saying students really are excited about the tactical. I think the tactical is the tangible and it's what you can grab onto. So if I was given a prompt in a class to write a press release, I could knock out a press release and it was A a plus, great. But in my internship, I learned how and why you were writing the press release, how we were going to deploy it specifically, how I would interview the CEO for that press release. And you get so much a much more well-rounded perspective of not just the this is how you do a dateline, this is how you write a, a headline. You get the why. And that helps reinforce the value of what you're doing in the classroom, at least in my experience.
2: Yes, because for as often as I can put them in pairs and say, okay, one of you pretend to be the CEO and one of you be the PR professional. Like it's just not the same, right? So like in the classroom, we can we can try. And we can talk about what that's like but until you have actually sat across from the CEO <laughs> like ready to take notes it you're just not it's just not the same
0: so I wanted to wrap with a with a question that y'all may both chuckle about with what you just told us in the ways that your students kind of say oh, it's my professor's recommendation it's their advice um, but what is that one piece of knowledge or recommendation that you impart on your students time and time again that you hope they take into their future PR career?
1: One thing I would tell or want my students to leave with is, you know, just do it. Um, Be curious and and get after it. You know, so many students wait uh, to really plug in until junior or senior year. And, you know, life is going to be hard if you don't do something you enjoy. And so I think, Um, you know, following your curiosity and having a curiosity is, is, is good. And, you know, even all these years later and all these degrees later, I still love, I would love to go back to school and get another one, you know, because for me, lifelong, you know, journey of education, we just never can know enough. I am not a PR educator,
0: but that is one thing that I try to impart upon younger professionals or, Interns who come into our firm is that PR is about continuing education. Even if you're not going to college to get a master's degree, even if you're not getting your APR or some sort of professional certification, if you are not constantly learning about what's happening in the world and community around you, you're going to miss opportunities to support your clients. And so, um, I think that that's a really good lesson for students to leave with, and really is what this entire season is about. Is about Uh, lifelong learning and learning as a PR professional. So thank you both for coming to join us uh, this morning. Uh, This is the last episode of this season of Off the Rock on the Record. We're going to take a little bit of a summer break and we'll be back in the fall with some amazing PR and business information to share with you. Um, But thank you both for joining me. And until
2: next time, this is Off the Rock on the Record.